Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics, where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan. We also are joined today by our good friend Jesse, the binge reviewer, and binge he did. So Jesse, yesterday when I asked, so we we reached out to you yesterday and asked if you wanted to record this episode, but it, it didn't even cross my mind as a possibility that you had not watched it yet. So when you said you you haven't watched it yet, I was like, oh shit. I'll be a hundred percent honest up front about this. Legitimately, I wasn't intending on watching this. Really? Yeah. But you I, were the one who. You were the one who was telling me that it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, the animated is. The animated Avatar The Last Airbender is, if not one of the greatest anime ever, it's definitely something that should be in the conversation for it. The pacing. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Do you, Naruto versus Avatar, which, which do you think is better? That's a hard one for me. Uh, I would probably give the slight edge to Avatar. Oh my gosh. Only it, it, but to be fair, only because, A, Naruto suffers from some pacing issues. And I think okay. almost everyone can agree to that. The, the war yeah. lasted too long, things like that. It's, it is what it is. Avatar is, that is true. literally 61 episodes. And... It's one of the things that I feel like this struggled with was you really shouldn't cut out any part of it because the pacing is very close to perfect, if not perfect. So the Nickelodeon animation is only 61 episodes. Correct. Holy shit, I'm about to watch that tonight. Yeah, it's, it's super short. In fact, That's I, easy. I made a comment on it when I was doing my notes for this uh, at work. I was like, yeah, okay, I need to make notes on, on what I'm thinking as I'm watching this. And one of the things that I was really going off on was I was like, man, I feel like they, they made a couple mistakes with this pacing. And I feel like, damn, they really could have really easily made this all one season and used all of the material from season one. And it would not have mm-hmm. been that much different from what we got. So you were watching this shit at work in order to get it done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. That's awesome. Brennan, when did you finish watching it? I probably just this past Friday or maybe Thursday, not too long ago. I don't think I ever watched more than two episodes in a night. A lot of times just one. Just because time constraint and then like we'd watch one and it'd be like, you know, we kind of want to watch another, but it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So it's like, shit, I'll start another 45 minute to an hour episode. You know, it pushes yeah. to 11, so it was kind of running into that. But I'd say I probably watched the eight episodes over like a 11, 12-day span. So okay. I didn't like binge it, but, you know, watch the episode a day for the most part. Sometimes miss a day, but yeah, decent pace of watching. Okay, well, let's let's set the stage for like the episode. Um, 
And by the way, if this is your first time ever tuning in to that anime podcast, welcome. We do hope you enjoy listening to this episode. This one's a little bit different because we're talking about the Netflix live action, specifically Avatar The Last Airbender. We're not, it's not necessarily anime, but in this episode, we're going to be covering our thoughts, opinions. If you disagree, that's fine. But if you like what you hear, please continue to listen. We do provide weekly episodes and it would greatly help our listenership and just rankings in general. If you'd give us a five-star review on Apple podcast and or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen, please know these reviews help us reach more casual anime fanatics just like yourself. So to help reach or to help set the stage, we kind of know where Jesse sits on this already. He's obviously loves the Nickelodeon animation of it and even ranks it higher than Naruto, which anybody that listens to our podcast knows how highly we speak of the sacred Naruto anime. <laughs> now, Brennan, get, let's get, give the listeners your background on if you've watched the Nickelodeon and if you love it, etc. Yeah, if you're a regular listener, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it, especially in the last few weeks leading up. But yeah, I was I watched Avatar on its original run. So like when I was young, like I remember like seeing all the advertisements for the show coming out and like tuning into the little first episode so i don't know how old i would have been uh but younger obviously but i watched it on its original run and i've watched it a couple times since probably most recently i've watched it i was probably in my early 20s last time i watched it and it held up and then actually just because after i finished the live action i figured like you know what like i'm just gonna go ahead and finish book one of the animated series just so i can have a comparison for it i didn't get through i think i watched the first eight or ten episodes after i finished the uh live action just so i could get a comp a fresh comp i didn't make it all the way through the book one yet but so i'm probably gonna i don't think i'm gonna watch the whole thing straight through i might but yeah i'll probably just watch it straight through but i was at least gonna as the anime (laughs) as a live action as a live action aired you know because they're going to do it the same way. They're, I mean, I'm assuming four seasons for each book, you know, and kind of go back afterwards or before even, just so you can compare it directly. So it was kind of a good, I don't know, I thought it was interesting to like literally see the direct comparison right after I finished the live action to see like what actually happened in these moments yeah. in the animation. But yeah, I'm very familiar with Avatar as well. But I'm not See, like and I'm I, not mega fan, but like I respect it for what it is, and I know some people say it's not an anime, but I think anybody who likes anime will agree it's a fucking great show. And then even just like watching the animation, I'm like, damn, this shit came out in the, like the mid 2000s. Like this shit holds up. Like they're putting in some great animation work <laughs> in general. Nickelodeon, they came out of fucking nowhere with this shit. <laughs> yeah, just for some context, guys. Uh, first episode ever of Avatar The Last Airbender aired on February 21st, 2005. To put that in reference for you guys, I started watching Naruto in 2006. Dang, so this shit came out. So that 2005, I was in sophomore. I was a sophomore. I think I was a freshman, actually. Nope. Yeah, I was a freshman. Nah, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been a been freshman. in seventh grade because I was in yeah. ninth grade. I was going to say, I was a 7th grader in 07, so <laughs> I would have been a 5th grader. Yeah, so when... I was a freshman. No, because that was 05, you would have been two years younger, so you would have been a 7th grader. Brennan, I'm, I'm older than you. I know, but I just think what I just said, I said I was a, fre- I was a, I meant to say a 7th grader in 07, so 
05, I would have been a fifth grader, which would make you the seventh grader. So you were a seventh grader in 07? You you were a senior in 09. That's when we won. Yes. Yeah. So how could yes. you? So 05. Four years. Four, 05. If you go back four out. years from, from graduating, Brennan, that makes you a freshman. No, you graduated in 2010. I'm talking because, about you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So I was in eighth grade. Probably seventh. Uh, but yeah. Seventh. Yeah. Because I was, an, I was a freshman. Or about to be a freshman. Jeez. Oh. I've got my time all messed up. Anyways, we were we were young. We were just we were just some kitlins. <laughs> it's been many, many moons. It has been many moons. I so just a little backstory for me. I have I guess I really only watched Avatar because obviously me and Brennan and Colton we lived together. We were kids and I know that you guys watched it and so I I caught glimpses of this show, but honestly, I've probably only seen if there's 61 episodes, I've probably seen like 13, 14 of them. Wow. But I have like no idea what happens. Like my only memory of this show is that eventually uh, Suko, he gets, he gets rid of the top knot and his hair just becomes more like Naruto's, just like some down black hair. And he like looks like a sad dog toward the end because he's given up on being angry, which is, you know, nah, he's still, good. He's still hella angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He's, he still, yeah, he's still a real angry. <laughs> he's very, he's very angry all the time. I don't remember that. That's actually but, a scene where he literally says that he's angry all the time with that hair. But shit. So he said it before Bruce Banner in in the Avengers. I don't know about Bruce that. Bruce Banner stole it from. Come on now. Bruce Banner stole that shit. If he said uh, the, his secrets that he's always angry, then. Marvel owes some. Yeah, I mean, maybe Ruffalo's version came after, but I mean, Hulk's been around for a while. You don't think they threw that in the comic at some point back in like the 80s? Maybe. Probably. Yeah, you're right. That probably wasn't the comic because that's too good of a line. All right, well, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, I want, I'm really curious to hear what. Well, let's, Brennan, let's start with you. Overall, we'll, we'll start with your opinions just overall. Um, of the live action go it's just all right the reason I know it's not like great is because immediately when I go to judge it I can't really even judge it as a standalone without it being not that good so I have to be like well it's a it's a live action remake of an anime you know which always you always kind of just because of the stigma around live actions and how shitty they've been it kind of puts like a lens on it to where you like try to judge it differently because you'd be like, well, you know, it's, it's better than Cowboy Bebop, you know, which ain't saying much. Uh, but it definitely <laughs> was like a better live action, but still not great. I don't want to hate on it too much because since I've been like the animation was just like it had so much like it was such a vibrant show and it was like really fun show too. And I feel like since, and you saw the shit before, they were trying to like appeal to like Game of Thrones fans with this shit, which is just the stupidest thing. Like, <laughs> so they they missed out on a lot of like what the characters are, I think, which I know time plays into that. But I mean, I got a lot of complaints, really. But uh, well, it was just okay, and we can talk about the complaints, and you know, uh, but I'd give it like a six point five out of ten, just to, like give it easy like i never was like i'm not watching this shit but i was also kind of sometimes I'd be like that's kind of dumb i'll say this the first episode was the absolute worst like 
I was like, this is fucking stupid. But then it slowly got better. So <laughs> I just had to get used to the live action. But I do think that somebody who hasn't watched the animation could like it for sure. If you don't have anything to go off of, you don't know what you're missing out on and what they what they're missing out on. <laughs> All right. Shit. Didn't hold back. All right. Jesse. What what do, what do you think? What's your overall opinion of this live action? Okay, so this is gonna. My opinion is very um. What's the word? Finessed on this. Okay. okay. So, I feel like they did some things really well. Um, my first general impressions were that the bending looked gorgeous, like the effects really did shine for me. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me not to compare it to the last airbender, the movie where we have to, though, we have to compare it to that, too. I shit you not. I tried to walk out of that movie. I've never walked out of a movie. That was the that only movie sucked, one I man. almost walked out on. And the only reason I stuck around was because uh, Justin was with me and he literally held me down and said, no, sit here and watch it and suffer. I told you it was going to be was M. Night? What was M. Night Shyamalan thinking when he freaking, when he shipped that thing? Bruh, he was literally sitting there going, I'm high as a kite and I'm going to do whatever I want. It's crazy that he thought that that, that was it. Yeah. I mean, he's better than that. And it's really just sad, honestly, and and I I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I have to compare it back to that. The the martial arts in this one, they did a really good job, for the most part, of matching the actual real-life martial arts that the bending is based off of. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, the water bending looked like Tai Chi, and it looked like that they had made the actors actually practice Tai Chi. Dude, these kids all did their own stunts. Yeah, and it, and it, it all of looks them. like it. Like, it yeah. legitimately looks good. The firebending looks like kung fu. It has that pop and everything, and it's like, the earthbending really does look like, uh, I forget which one that one was, Wu-Ten or something like that, but it looks like it. And it's like, the only one that didn't really quite line up, at least not for Aang, was the airbending martial art. I don't feel like he did a, as good of a job mimicking those motions, because... They talk a lot about in a lot of the old uh, DVD extras uh, for Avatar The Last Airbender that the whole thing about airbending is circle walking. That's, that's that entire martial art is it's just circle walking. You move out of the way and get behind somebody. Yeah. And you just don't really see that from here. Like, that was yeah. the only real complaint I had with the bending. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I the... have to say, Brennan was right. That first episode is rough and the second episode is rough and it does get better like it it really does but it took me about four episodes i'm i I should not the first episode just pisses you off a little bit doesn't it oh my god so much angry i was like what the fuck are they doing what what was the see the first episode to me i was like like that shit hyped me up like after i watched the first episode i was like fuck yeah i'm i'm watching this whole fucking show it's really uh, just the main complaint. What, so what was it? It's the introduction of all the things like kind of like when you write a good book, it's like show, don't tell. Instead of all these great things that in the show, they show you happen. They just kind of tell you like it's just a little bit weird to like when you meet Aang in the anime, like the first thing is he comes out of the ice, but they like and then we like discover more and more about him. But this it's like they show like 
the whole temple fucking get destroyed and shit. Like, you get all this... They show it, but you get all this disposition about this character, and then by the time he comes out of the ice, it's like, there's no payoff, there's no mystery, you know everything about this avatar. Whereas in the anime, there's, like, some mystery. It's like, you know, they're just scooting around in their little canoe, and they come across him, you know? And that was, like, how it started off bad. And then, like, the whole episode's kind of like that. They kind of just, like... It feels like they're just trying to give you a lot of information, whereas, like, they could have just let that unfold as we went. Well, yeah, That's just kind of what I can remember. Yeah, she was... And to since we're talking about that, like, some of the fucking acting in this show was, like, it was so hit or miss. Like, some of the people were, like, some <laughs> tier one actors. And who, then, who, who and specifically? Then, I mean, I don't want to say who. I mean, the grandma was probably one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. But, but she like, was on it for one episode. Just in general, just, like, random people. Like, even some of the main cast... Like, some people are just, like, it's just weird. It's jarring. Like, it takes you out of it. Like, you know, there's not, like, a level, like, in a soap opera where there's, like, a level of acting in this. It's, like, they didn't fucking care. Like, some people are good. Some people fucking suck. Some people are even like, great. I thought the guy who played yeah. Iroh killed it. That's what I mean. It's just so unbalanced, like, the acting. Mm-hmm. So, it just, it was one of my complaints for sure. Oh, agreed, 100%. Damn, y'all. Well, all right, so my overall opinion of the show was I really liked it. Like, I thought it was leaps and bounds better than Cowboy Bebop, and I liked Cowboy Bebop, too. But, again, I think that there is something to be said about not watching the original source material because I was able to just enjoy this show for what they wanted it to be, not what it was for everybody else that enjoyed it in the past. Yeah, See, but if they would have... It could have been so much better. Like, they just... That's the problem. Like, yeah, they do. And when you're taking from something, you shouldn't. Tech, you need to make change it to make it fit, which I know they did. But you shouldn't change it to like tell a different story or something. Like, you should change it to best represent the story for what it was. And Plus, I told yeah, you this story, and like that's why the original fucking creators who were involved in the live action dipped because they're like, I don't like where this is going, and they didn't have the creative rights so they ended up just leaving the project fully and and that's the thing is look you you used to be able to say that oh look it's it's i like cowboy bebop pretty well it was better than that look at one piece one piece is now the gold standard for live action adaptation yeah and this while i will say i it's pretty damn good i it is not at one piece level and I, yeah. I looked at it from this perspective. Like I was saying earlier, 20 episodes, first season, and they could have very easily given us two more episodes, made it a 10-episode season, and each episode of the animation could have been put into each episode of this show. They could have split them in half like that, where it was like two episodes per episode of the show. The pacing would have felt more genuine and in line with the original show. And it would have been probably a more balanced, uh, like Brendan was saying, like a little more even keel. It wouldn't have felt so up and down as it did, especially in the beginning. Because legitimately, looking at it from this perspective, that first episode, they put four and a half episodes of the animation into that first episode. Four and a half. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fucking shit to put in there. And not a lot of time to give any of it time to breathe. 
Yeah, and the the main thing that suffers is like when you cram stuff together, like then it just makes those characters who are like the source of any good story, it it makes them not feel like themselves because they're missing out on these growth moments or just situations that they've been through. Like to me, like Ang almost doesn't even really feel like Ang. Like he's such a little. You mean Ong? Ong, <laughs> not make me come over there. <laughs> I will throw shit. <laughs> But Aang just, like, just in watching the anime, like, he's such, like, a, he's, like, such a 12-year-old. Like, he loves having fun. Like, he's got all this personality in the show because like, they wanted to go, like, this darker twist. Like, he just seems like he's always down, so down on himself and so disappointed, like, the whole time. Yeah, like, I never felt like major he had that energy. And then they never also with him, like, you probably don't even understand this, Jordan, but, like, before he went out, like, yeah, he was, like, a 12-year-old, but he was, like, a bender of all benders, like, as a 12-year-old, like, he was probably, like, a top-five bender out of every airbender in the world, like, he's the fucking avatar. They just didn't show a good, they didn't make him look strong to me, like, he was a baller, even early on in the anime, like, yeah, he could only airbend, but he used to punish people, or, like, you could tell, like, damn, this kid's talented, like, I feel like they always just made him out to look so weak. Like I know he and did some bending and shit. Water bending. Yeah, they just—he just didn't seem like the strong. Like even in his airbending discipline, like I didn't feel like they showed him off enough. Like what he was capable of. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have a different take. I. I freaking loved the anime. Like I, I would rate this thing like a. <laughs> Like an eight point three out of ten, easy all day. But no, I I have a high, <laughs> slightly higher rating than Brennan does. I was I walked out of it. I, so when I was at episode four, I was going, "This is a two. This is a freaking two, and I hate it." When I got to episode five, six, seven, and eight, I almost completely changed my opinion of the show because Heck yeah. They the Zuko arc, baby. A, a Zuko's arc was oof, perfect, like super, like tone wise. And they did something. This was one of those things that I was like, uh, we were t- Brennan said it earlier, like they need to make the adjustments where it makes sense. Adding that little fact that he his crew was the platoon that he saved by having that his Agni nice... Kai. That's a mm-hmm. nice touch that gives yeah, that more was, depth yeah. to the that character. Was. It gives more depth to the relationships he has, the reason why they are so, like, enamored with him and why they will do what he says, not because, you know, they just feel some sort of commitment to the Empire, but also they feel some commitment to this man. And, like, seeing that, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, that is exactly what you want when you're making something new, but the same. And I was like, that's why I was like, yeah, you could have done stuff like that the whole time. Again, that, that pacing issue... You stretch it out in just two more episodes, and it gives everything a little bit more, that little bit more room to breathe, and you have a little more time to design these, like, arcs just a little bit more gently than we got in this first season. And I was like, I walked out of it going, okay, I'm going to probably give this uh, 6.8, 7.2, somewhere in that area. It's good. Not bad, not bad. Not great. It, it could yeah. be great. And I will say, the Blue Spirit, all the choreography in that episode, fucking slaps like it was yeah that was cool so good and the fight choreography just looked perfect and the stunts looked great and it was just like everything about that 
episode just I was like, oh, I came out of that going live action, hoo ha ha. Like <laughs> I was I was pumped at that point. And yeah. I was just like, okay, if we can do this in the second season, like stuff like this, stuff like even those last two episodes, they did a really good job with that shit. Mm-hmm. Do that in the second season. Make sure that you're not giving people like because they, they gave certain characters in the first four episodes uh the jobs of other characters and they mixed up the jobs like they gave them the story arcs that didn't belong to them or that weren't really good mixtures for them and it felt weird it felt off it didn't feel right and i'm like man you that second season with all the characters they're going to introduce they can do this you know what didn't feel right the the one thing that took me out of this shit every time he was on screen was that first mate for zuko's captain the dude with the sideburns lieutenant g dude this guy didn't even look human he looked like an ape yeah he did look like the monkey holy King. shit he looked like he looked like lupin this guy <laughs> this guy took me out of the show <laughs> every time he was That's on so camera good. i'm like what the hell's going on with this guy's face yeah, he was I'll, like I'll a good that. Did, did you guys you know what i'm talking about he just looked like a monkey yeah it's I just mean, that sideburn thing but yeah i didn't it, go to it didn't bug me too much he did look a little bit goofy but he looks he looked goofy as hell but i mean i ended up liking him at the end after he found out you know you need to you need to respect your master here this guy saved your life you, yeah. you ungrateful piece of shit yeah the whole zuko thing to go back to him i actually could not i hated his character for like the i just wasn't on board with how he was being portrayed but as i watched it i actually did end up liking I guess the actor's kind of take on the character and by the end of it like I was rolling with him at first I thought he was a little bit a little bit too whiny uh not showing his strong side but I don't know just somewhere along the way I ended up actually thinking he did a really good job and just making it feel a little bit different I guess than the cartoon character because you can't always emulate a cartoon character one for one so I actually did appreciate his uh performance and like you guys saying the firebending was fucking lit and he did all his mm-hmm. own shit so he's putting in some work on those cartwheel spin kicks he does oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah these the bending in this compared like i've been seeing all of the old from m night Shyamalan movie the bending in that versus this like it was like so slow it took like a full-on team of 10 earthbenders to like raise one wall of earth <laughs> i will say that was the one complaint i had about the bending for uh, anyone besides Aang, because again, I, I had my issues with Aang, but like the earth bending, even in this one, it seemed a little slow. I wanted them to speed up the pace, just like maybe ten or fifteen percent, because I felt like it was just in a fight between a firebender and earthbender. I felt like the earthbender couldn't keep up, just from what we were watching. Yeah, I was thinking mm-hmm. that the uh, the they put a lot of the emphasis on the firebending. Because even uh, the water bending, like when Katara fought the other master, it felt a little mm-hmm. slow. It looked good, like some of the water bending looked good, and like, but it just felt a little slow. Because like, and I know it's by design, but like the fire bending is just so fast and aggressive that it's kind of like the same thing. Like it just it feels slower, like it doesn't match up. Like, and I know water, you know, flows differently, but yeah, I just feel so like so. I have a question about that. So. The waterbenders can obviously, they can do anything with water and they can make it freeze, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the firebenders was this was this shit filler when the sister made electricity or is that something firebenders can do? That is a hundred percent something firebenders can do. Only a select. Is that few. like a okay? So it's that's like a like, special ability. Nice, that, dude. That shit shocked me. I was like, oh shit, we got an electri- an electricity bender over here. <laughs> yeah, when she's they, what I she, was kind of a she's a prodigy. Showed that this early. <laughs> Gosh, she's, you just know we're supposed to hate her, obviously, but man, I do. I'm yeah, on board. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like they're almost, they're trying to give her like a little redemptive arc, like where her dad's a bad. I don't want to spoil it for you, Jordan, but yeah, she's basically supposed to be evil and batshit crazy, like through and through. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. <laughs> she's yeah, freaking I, 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 feel, I feel like they're giving her like a little bit of a human side right now. Like they're trying to like. Fuck no, make they're, us they're not. They're, they're definitely gonna, not. Whenever. Whenever the brother got burned in the face by the dad, she literally was smiling. She was like, yes, do it. Kill him. Do it. Do it. This is your <laughs> destiny. Do it. Speaking of, speaking of getting burnt by the fire, that was another thing. Like, Jordan, you need to go look at the anime. Like, his face is supposed to be some fucking hamburger. Like, he can't even, his eye barely opens. His freaking, some of his hairline's not there. His ear, I'm pretty sure his left ear don't even work in the anime. Like. His shit is work, but burnt yeah, fucked up. to a fucking crisp in the anime. It's like, it, they went so Hollywood with it, like, because he's obviously, like, a handsome chap, the actor. So they, like, made it to where it's, like, you can still see that he's, like, good looking or whatever, but it's, like, they should have went all in on that fucking burn mark and had, like, messed up skin tones. His ear is, like, a nub. I feel like they... His ear, his like ear a, was, uh, the they scar, did, like, put... No, the scar the didn't even, it. like, fucking reach his ear at all. No, but they had they like had a chunk taken out of his ear. I don't know. I just felt like it's not a big complaint. I just felt like the scar was like aesthetic, like it just made him look cool, but it didn't really like give the vibe of like this dude got fucked up. Yeah. Or the dishonor on you, dishonor on your whole family thing that was happening. Yeah. So in the in the 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 animation, the Nickelodeon is that how it went down? He basically said that this is a stupid plan and his dad was pissed about that. Pretty much, yeah. And that's why he burned Pretty him? Pretty much, yeah. Challenged him Jeez. to Agni Kai. They actually, yep. in the anime, the first Agni Kai, we see is him versus uh, General Zhao. Oh. And he, and he beats that ass. Yeah, and that's where Zhao tries to cheap shot his ass, but Uncle Iroh blocks it there. But it actually happens like episode three. Zhao. And the thing that is, dude. Zhao is like... He's way more imposing in the animation. Like he's kind of a goof, like unintimidating goofball <laughs> a little bit in the live action, which is fine, but whenever yeah, I went back was. to watch the animation, I was like, damn, this dude's like actually like a pretty good size, like intimidating firebender type. He's got a fair amount of sinisterness to him, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Like they I didn't get that at all from this actor, but Mm-mm. it worked because I as I was watching it, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that was another good change because it, it didn't since they didn't give it that time to to kind of grow that animosity, uh, making him just a little more of like a hey I'm gonna cheat my way to the top kind of guy, which is not really the way I feel like he acted in the animation. Yeah, he was kind um, of already in a position like a higher position of power, but yeah, right. how they like built him up like he schemed his way up in a way. Hmm. Like, I'm it's shitty nice. at my job, right, but I will do whatever I have to to be a little bit better than everybody else. Let's talk about our our favorite character 
and our least favorite character. Um, I'll go through the cast. Or, do you think we should go through the cast, Brennan, and name these people? I mean, I'll just straight up the, the say name. my favorite character, like, and he was the only redeeming quality in episode one. And it's funny because before people were roasting him, it's uh, Sokka. They were saying, like, this actor looks like the <laughs> guy the, from the anime. There's, like, a acting troupe that puts on the Avatar play, and there's, like, a Sokka lookalike. They were saying, <laughs> they were saying he looks like the guy that played Sokka in the animation. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so But, like, good. he actually, he was actually, I think he was, like, the most closely related uh, to the anime, and he actually... I don't know. I just thought he was funny. Kind of had the sound of the voice right too. I know that's just his voice, but yeah, I felt like he did a great job. And like he was kind of like the his redeeming name is, theme uh, through episode his one. Name's Ian Owsley, and he's from College Station, Texas. Yeah, he wow. did uh, a really good job. A really good depiction that felt, especially with a character like Sokka, who is a lot of the times a comic relief. Like I felt like he did his job very well, and he also did. Did kept Sokka me in there. get? Did Sokka get that much ass in the Nickelodeon too? Oh, he was yeah. Always, oh yeah. He was always both of them. I feel like all of them, even like Katara. Anytime she met like anybody closer to their age, it would be like slightly romantic, like Jet, like Fucking Jet, Jet man. and then this Fucking this, Jet, <laughs> like an Earthbender they meet in like Episode Five, like whoever. Jeez, I kept. I didn't realize this about Sokka, but every town they went to, he's just getting ass, man. <laughs> like. Damn. Chasing that ass, man. It's, it is what it is. No, I'm, su- I'm say... surprised that you picked that. That was your favorite character, but I don't disagree. He he did do good. Like I I did think his acting was the most like on beat with what I remember of Sokka from the show. And yeah, his voice was like, dude, this is an anime voice here. This dude's voice was an anime voice. I will He's say, a I voice feel like actor. his jokes didn't land for the first few episodes. Like, it, it, I feel like they got better as it went along, much like everything else. But I feel like his jokes weren't that good for the first few episodes. And then after that, it felt like he got the timing and rhythm that I wanted out of Sokka down. Yeah. All right, what's, who's your favorite character from this, the live action, Jesse? Uh, I would go... It's a tie for me between um, Suki and Iroh. Um, I feel like the girl they got Suki. to play. Suki. Oh, Suki is the girl, the the first love. Yeah. I feel like they got a, 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 like a perfect actress for that one. Like, I feel like she killed it and she looked exactly like what I pictured a live action Suki looking like. So is she going to be a bigger role in the, the series to come? Like they're going to go back she there. Will I'm be guessing. Back. You only want okay. to know. You only want to know, Jordan. You'll just have to watch the animation. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's gonna have some. It's a good thing that what's her name the the Moon Spirit. It's a good thing she sacrificed herself, or he'd have a problem on his hands. <laughs> Sokka, yeah. that is. That was the that was the kind of joke that they'll make. They made at some point in the anime. Hmm. Okay, so Suki and and you said Iroh. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the guy that they got to play Iroh, he felt like Mako. He really did. Like he felt like uh he embodied both the the wisdom and the sageness the and uh, that you got from Iroh, but also to put it in our terms, the Jiraiya-ness, you know? Yeah. Of like he's goofy and he's funny and he has and he has he'll make a joke and 
he'll you know he'll be like oh now you can see my face look your your burn won't last forever so you can still enjoy yeah. my face in all of its glory you know but also he's powerful as hell when he needs to be oh yeah and and <sighs> kicks more ass than anyone else and like the bending he did was just so pretty yeah see so did before so I'll just say my my favorite role in this and actor was uh Dallas Liu who played Prince Suko. Mm-hmm. This guy, I feel like he he went for it on all accounts. Like whether it was wrong or right, he went for it. Like yeah. this and this dude's stunts were better than everybody else's. Like this guy was like all of his flaming kits and kicks and shit, that was him. Like that's why it was more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked really, really, really clean. People, people are like on TikTok. I they like there's like a trend. It's called like Sassy Zuko, and they like clip together all the scenes <laughs> where he's like super sassy. And then like I've seen like people reenact it. Yeah, it's pretty damn That's funny. Rough, buddy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. What but parts is he sassy in? Just like once you see it, you'd be like, yeah. And that's why I didn't like him early on. I felt like he was just super whiny. And some of that, like acting, didn't come off the right way. But uh, I think the way he developed and just, I I ended up liking it. But yeah, like the first couple episodes, it was, I felt like it was like bad acting in a way. But then I grew to like appreciate the take on the character more than just being like this dude can't act. I'll send you mm-hmm. some. Like I just kind of come across them on TikTok, or I'll send you them. They're pretty funny. So, yeah, send me those. So this actor. Gordon Cormier, he's Aang. who plays Avatar Aang. He Brennan, you might have thought that he looked familiar, and it's because he his mother is of Filipino descent. And I freaking because he kind of looks he kind of looks like one of our little cousins. Yeah, I knew uh, Headley. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more or less. Yeah. Like right whenever I started, I was like, "Holy shit, this boy's Filipino!" And especially when I he didn't has hair. That chill. Oh yeah, especially when he has hair. But I, I really think that he did good. I I think that he also had the perfect voice for this character, whether his acting was in line with the Aang from Nickelodeon or not. He didn't have much to, think, he didn't have much to work with. Like he had to be like so somber and then like serious the whole time that I don't really think he had like the best chance like his performance wasn't bad but it wasn't great, but I also feel like he didn't have like moments of material to like show us how good he potentially is as an actor because like yeah the whole yeah. point of of ang in the anime is that he he is 12 years old and he doesn't know if he can be the avatar and so a lot of the way he is as a 12 year old deals with that is he is makes jokes and he goofs around and he wants to go on these adventures and they removed all of that character from him and so i was like i agree with brennan like they just didn't give him a lot of the best stuff to work with for ang he he really mm. did get a uh, cup half empty when it came to the way that they set it all up and everything, and uh, it's it's just sad because it's like man, Ang is such a good character, and I feel like he's a pretty decent actor from what I can tell, but they didn't just give him that room to breathe and be a kid on the show, and that's kind yeah. of one of the, my that was probably my biggest complaint in the first four episodes was like why why is Aang grimdark that's not Aang Aang is not grimdark like he can have those moments of just like unimaginable loss but the whole thing is that he's so young that he rebounds he does recover. yeah especially this early on like he's never he doesn't get that down in the dumps like he has no. like you said the moments but he's 
he's pretty uh he's not very i don't know optimistic yeah at i'd all. say season uh, season 1 the the probably most grim thing that he goes through is when they go to the southern air temple and yeah. and he sees all that and i fin- i feel like again that's another thing where i wish they wouldn't have done that in episode 1 because if they would have let that happen a couple episodes later it would have built up that hope because part of the reason why it was so earth crushing for Aang was that they let you have several episodes of him hoping that hey maybe maybe I'm not the last airbender you know it, they could just be hiding they could just be staying out of the way like this is the thing we did that a lot back <laughs> in the day and so it was him kind of just like copium himself and well he he had some he had some fun with that his old his old pal Boomy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even that was not like it. Again, they, dude, that, I did not like the classification of Boomy by comparison with the anime. Oh, dude, I hated that. I don't care what the anime Boomy is. I hate this guy. This guy sucks. Yeah. It, are we supposed to hate him in the Nickelodeon thing? No, like, what's the, this dude's? What's this yeah, guy's he's, deal? He's he's great and he's great in the Nickelodeon. He's so funny and he's such. Dude, a this guy's guy. scary as hell in the freaking live action. <laughs> I was like, damn, this guy is scary as hell. Yeah, it's it's a thing. All right, man. let's Jordan, would you talk about what'd you think about oh, like ahead. do you see like Aang and Katara? Like you do you see like anything? Hell no. Do you, I was just about to ask who do you guys think the Well the, who's your least favorite character and mine is without a doubt Katara. She's the only one I feel like didn't fit with the whole rest of the ensemble of cast. Yeah, I feel like they like made she, probably she did not work. They made a lot of the most changes to her, which they're not all bad, but like for what she's going to need to be able to do in the show and just how she isn't like I feel like they took away some things that like will lead her to accomplish these things later on like yeah, they she wasn't the best character like she suffered a lot from the live action adaptation. Very much so. How so how so? Don't don't worry about spoiling anything for me. Like so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the animation. Like what? Like because I I agree she sucked. I I did not <laughs> think that she did sucked, good. But she just wasn't. I thought she sucked. She was she, she was just like, more of like a caretaker or like not caretaker. Like she was always just like able to like uplift Aang and you know like she was just more like I don't know if it just missed the mark. Or like an inspiring character to the group, especially early on. Like kind of like kept them focused but it's hard to say exactly what they missed with her but just some for me some her stuff. acting just felt it didn't feel genuine like when all the other characters like had like heartfelt moments it all like felt heartfelt it felt like it wasn't acting you know it was like oh i'm watching the show and this sh- this this world exists but whenever it was her it was very clearly acting and like she wasn't doing a good job. That's what I hated about her character. Like I, I don't like think she she's a good actor. Even keel. Yeah, like I feel like she felt too monotone with a lot of the ways she did things. Like, yeah, something about it. It just didn't quite. I mean, again, I, I feel like that was again suffering from live action syndrome. It kind of sucks, yeah. but it is what it is. She needed to be allowed to have those real emotional beats. I also uh, I kind of wish they hadn't done the whole Ko, the face stealer thing with uh, Katara and them because, again, that's something that they built up to in the anime of showing you what happened to her mom. And it 
I don't think they showed it until like the second season or really late in the first season. That's what I mean. They're trying to like real... they do that with everybody's backstory. Honestly, they just were like trying to shove mm-hmm. it at us right away. It's like, and I get it because they no want to care about them. But you don't have like you don't have to give us their backstory for us to care about them. Like throughout their adventures, you can make us care about them, and then once we do, then you show us that, and then we relate to them even more. So it was just like. Let's dump all this information on each character, and hopefully they'll they'll get behind them. And then, like with Katara, I feel like her character and Aang suffered with it too. That's what I was just saying. How he didn't feel like himself. Like it's an animation, like on Nickelodeon. So all these characters are larger than life. You know what I mean? Like nobody in the human world could really act like any of them. You know? No, they can. So they can. We got we Brennan. We literally witnessed a guy act like Monkey D. Luffy. It can be done. Yeah, it I know, but be done. they didn't go. That's they had to point. go, but they had to take that route, and they didn't, obviously, by saying they wanted to attract Game of Thrones fans as well. So since they tried to go on a more You're serious right. tone, any chance of those things being involved got stripped away. So then, like, to make them grounded in this serious world now, you know, they lost all that. And that's why a lot of Thrones, the, I can't believe that they even tried to compare it. Like, no. A, a lot of the characters fell off. flat because of that exact reason. And then Zuko didn't because he's got like an angry arc. Like he's got a good backstory to act that way. And then Sokka mm-hmm. didn't because he's like a goofier one. But like Aang and Katara, I feel like they kind of needed at least some of that animation personality. But they had to be all serious because like, yeah, I guess technically if they were in that situation, maybe you would be fucking boring. But <laughs> that's just not how have they much of a Like they didn't give Katara her like... um uh, what's it her rage because she has quite a bit of anger that she expresses in not just like the first episodes of the of the animation but like throughout the first season she kind of expresses a lot of frustration and anger with her brother and with the way the world has worked out and the way it has treated her and all that stuff and again it's like man they just didn't like they kept her too muted she needed to have like those moments of just really losing her shit like especially like the the iceberg scene in the animation she is like losing her shit on Sokka fair enough he deserved it but mm-hmm. she's losing her shit on Sokka and and that's what breaks the ice and lets Aang out it, it just didn't feel like they let her have that it, it's it felt it, it felt like they were trying to do it but th- they weren't letting it happen the way it should have like organically and so it just kind of felt forced yeah, and she's kind of she kind of was like the straight lace one, like, and she is in some ways, but she's also like a go getter, like, in a mm-hmm. way of like fly by the wind, like let's do this, like I'm ready to go on this adventure, like, kind I don't know, like a risk. She's a risk taker. I didn't know that the Avatar. For some reason, I thought that the Avatar always was an Airbender. I didn't know that it like rotated. Uh, there, there was a lot that I liked about the show because I hadn't seen the Nickelodeon. Like, okay. I thought it was cool. They gave us the lore of how the Fire Nation got their power of fire and how the Water Nation got their power of, like, pulling and pushing from the waves and, like, the, the moon and the yeah, ocean. Yeah, this shit's you know? legit, like, Jordan. Like, this, there's some full-blown yeah, world-building in this show. <laughs> like, the world is built. Yeah. <laughs> the lore's there. It ain't just like cool, yeah. like people fight with elements. Like they got it's everything's grounded, like the history of the world. Again, very, that was where the M Night failed. Was that they didn't give the 
they didn't allow it to, it just kind of felt weird because they didn't let like firebenders couldn't actually firebend without fire. Seriously. Yeah. That's, that's what was happening in the M night one. That's why I'm like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to shit on this thing because legitimately when you compare it to the fact that, you know, uh, they had an attack on Titan live action. They had a death note live action. They've had a full metal alchemist, cowboy bebop, dragon ball evolution, you know, Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, one piece. Had all these. Yeah. One piece. We've had all these live actions. And if you compare them to all of them, the only one that it's not better than is one piece. One piece is the gold standard. This was yep. very much silver medal for me. It is not by any means where it needs to be. But I agree with that. They did I totally job. agree with that. Because here's the thing. You're right. Because I, while I enjoyed the show, I'm never. It's not one like when you watch Stranger Things that you're going to like get other people try to get other people to watch it. And that's what it's missing. Like, it's not like Game of Thrones. It's I'm not going to recommend somebody to watch this show. I would recommend the original more than I would recommend this. Yeah. And, it, and it's again, it's you one know? of those where like Stranger Things. I rewatched that like 17 times. It's so good. It's so good, and I won't want rewatch this unless, again, the future seasons get better. Yeah, I'm not gonna they rewatch do... it. I'll watch. I'm watching every season, but yeah, I've got no plans to be like I'm gonna rewatch season one before season two, by any means. Like, but it was like probably. Obviously, it's good enough to get me to continue to watch. So, it's by no means bad. It's just hard when you've seen the original and you're a fan of it to not be somewhat critical. But like, yeah, I don't want people to think listening. We're just absolutely shitting on it. Like. Obviously, I watched it, and there's several parts of it I enjoyed. Like, do you guys feel like that Appa was underutilized? This thing could fucking wreck some stuff. I mean, he never really <laughs> wrecked huge. some shit, but he was under <laughs> him. He was underutilized, just like in general. And so it was like, I don't know. I feel like when Momo got <laughs> got fucking crushed, he didn't. We didn't. Oh, he yeah. Didn't, he didn't really earn our sympathy. Like he was barely in the shit. Like he was still I, sad, I, but he, they should have built him up to be like more part of the crew. So, like, when he did get fucking blasted by that rock, we would have been like, oh, shit. But I feel like if you hadn't... How did you feel about it, Jordan? Like, you didn't fucking care that the monkey got hit, did you? Oh, no, I cared. I was like, damn, they're seriously going to kill <laughs> off this monkey this season one? You thought that it was, was my first thought. You thought it was worth risking her, like, risking her life to save the monkey? Like, I, I can help him. We just have to go off track and possibly get caught to save this monkey. Well, I just... I guess when you put it that way, no, I... I just was thinking, like, damn, they just literally killed this monkey season one. Like, I thought it was about to be part of their crew, like, the whole way, the whole way through. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it was sad. It just didn't feel like he didn't feel like he was in it that much. Like, he kind of got picked up, and then he was pretty much forgettable until he got hit by the rock. Okay, who who was y'all's least favorite character? I already said mine was Katara. Like, and we're talking about acting in just in general. You didn't like it. I'd probably have I, to go Aang. Really? Yeah. Aang. It, it that kind of hurts Aang the show for, for you. It, again, this is why I was str- I was really struggling with those first few episodes, man. It it, it and again, it, no hits on Gordon. Gordon did a really good job with what he had. I feel like my com- major complaint, and this speaks to how good I thought the show did for being silver medal. Like I said. The problem with it was that they probably fucked with him in the direction. They, yeah. they, they didn't give him good direction. They didn't let him do what he was supposed to be doing and how he was supposed to feel. 
and and it would have been better if they had just let you know hey let him be a kid have his fun do his shit same thing with katara let her be a kid let her be impulsive let her do her shit but they uh, didn't do that and because they didn't do that it kind of suffers for it he just feels i know he's 12 year old he's a 12 year old in the anime but he just feels so young and it's partially because so like he's legit i don't know he may have actually been 12 when they filmed it but i know he's like 14 now and then, like, so Dallas Liu, who plays Zuko, is 22 years old. So 14 to 22, that is a big fucking gap. Like, that's a man mm-hmm. and a boy. And then, like, in the anime, yep. he's 12, Zuko's 14. Zuko's 16, sorry. He's 12 and Zuko's 16. So I feel like their relationship just felt... It didn't feel like how... It was, even when he saved him, it felt a little bit off between them because he's so much older. And it's, like, jarringly, you can tell... That's just a small complaint. Like I like all the actors, but that's why I felt like he felt a little out of place. He just felt so much younger than Shit, the rest of the my, cast. That was my favorite. That was probably my favorite part when he capped. He I know saved that him and, him and Zuko. Him and Zuko's relationship is fucking sick. Like in the animation, but they're not as. Fu- they seem just super far apart. And then even Katara, like she's fourteen in the show, and Aang's twelve, and I think her actor's like seventeen. So that's actually not that far of a gap. But I guess just you know how girls get taller faster and shit than guys so he'll catch up i just felt like his character felt a little just slightly out of place as well which made him like not as likable because he just felt so much younger than everybody else yeah to me i don't know but usually when you cast somebody like it happens in shows where like you know there's like a 30 year old playing a high schooler but usually when you do that (laughs) usually when you do that then you hire other 30 year olds around them because You've established like okay, eighteen year olds in this in this show look like thirty year olds. So I feel like when they establish like okay, twelve year olds look like this. This is what you know a seven a sixteen year old would look like. But I don't know. They just seem so much older than him, and I I feel like that's why I didn't like him as much either. And I'm not saying they should have aged him up, which maybe could have helped honestly. But I feel like his character suffered from that too. Just felt a little out of place. Mm-hmm in the controversy. And I will also say, I think that, and this is more of a, here's a solution for a problem that they created by just making a live action remake. They could have gone a different route with this and like remade it from the comics. Cause I don't know if you know this Jordan, but there's actually comics based on what happened after the animation ended. So did the animation that Nickelodeon came up with, was that based off of comics, or did the comic come after Nickelodeon started producing this? Okay. And it it ran actually up until like a year or two ago. So the Legend of Korra is is like based off of the comics? No. The Legend of Korra, again, is something they made strictly for the animation, and then they made comics of her adventures after the show ended. Like, essentially the comics acted as a to-be-continued when the show no longer was feasible to make. Gotcha. And it's, and, but those like that would have been, honestly, I would have really enjoyed that. If like they showed the like last few episodes of the original and then started with what was happening in the comics, then, then you're not remaking something where you have to look to try to make it shot for shot. It's something that you can make feel a little bit more like your own because the source material is a little looser when you're using comics and it's a little more malleable to be used as a, you know, a different in a different material and be altered like that. 
where I feel like animation, even though, you know, some things have to be changed because they don't make sense for real humans and reality, you, you still, yeah. they're expected to still try to make it shot for shot. I mean, again, look at One Piece. You're, you're not wrong. All right, so did either of you answer my question about uh, what your favorite part was from the show? Brennan, let's start with you. What was your favorite part? Uh, probably just the firebending. Specifically, I thought it looked really good. And it was... Because not all... I didn't love all the fighting scenes just because I'm very... Uh, I've watched a lot of kung fu movies, so... I know the... When you ever... Because those people could do their own stunts, but there's certain camera angles that you use when people know what they're doing. You don't have to cut away as much or to use shaky yeah. cam. Um, some of the fights, especially early on, had lots of cuts where it's like it makes it jarring to watch and you can't really see what's going on. But with a lot of the firebending, since those motherfuckers knew what they were doing, they would actually just use the <laughs> wide shot and let the actors do work. Uh, so that's yeah. why I enjoyed that much. But like it was it inconsistent the too. Have those masks. Yeah, they didn't use all the freaking. They went to the classic cut cam too for a lot of the fights where it'd be mm -hmm. like. You'd see him throw a punch from above, and then, like, the next block, it would cut to, like, a side angle, and then a kick, and then it'd cut to, like, a behind shot where it just keeps moving. Uh, yeah. So I'm not saying, You're like, right. the fighting wasn't, like, top tier in that aspect, but, like, they had, like, level 10 levels of fight choreography, but they also had, like, level 4. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and the firebending was typically 10. I'd agree with that. What was your favorite part, Jesse? Um, I don't know, honestly. There was I really enjoyed um the stuff with the spirit world, uh, even though I'll shit on Co all day long because I felt like that was out of place and the timing wasn't right. Um, I I feel like a lot of the stuff that they did in the spirit world felt like it looked proper. Yeah, they did a good job, and that the CGI was really put in on those episodes. So, so let me ask you about in regards to the spirit world. When, when Ong, Ang, <laughs> when <So> Ang, <laughs> when he was talking to his old master Gyoza, was that Ko making him think that was he was there, or was he actually there talking with him? No, that was Monk Gyatso. Uh, he was. Um, yeah, Gyatso. That was his, like, he, he had held on for a long time in the spirit world, but that was like he had completed his mission being able to tell Aang, hey, it's not your fault. If you had stuck oh, around, okay. you would have died. By doing that, he, he did what he set out to do. And one of the things you learn about, like in Korra, they, they explained a lot more about the spirit world in Korra, and one of the things you learn about it is it's really hard for humans to exist in the spirit world at all. Like, period. Hmm. And so he, him doing that, it was probably because he had such a strong, like, fervent wish to be like, hey, I need to see Aang one more time. I need to tell him it's not his fault and take that burden off of him because he will blame himself. And Gyatsu knows him well enough to say, yeah, that's going to be something that's going to weigh on him. I felt like that okay. scene killed it. Yeah, well, I like that scene too. I never knew that uh, his name was Gyatso because I'd only ever watched the anime or the animation without subtitles. I literally thought 
his name was Monkeyazzo, like all one word, like not Monk Gyazzo, just Monkeyazzo is what I, th- <laughs> I always thought his name was to the live action. Monkeyazzo. That's pretty funny. I was like, fucking Gyazzo. I thought it was Monkeyazzo, but it's Monk Gyazzo. But they don't recall him that very much in the end. In the live action, they just call him Gyazzo. That's funny. Okay, so what what's everybody's least favorite part from the from the show? Like, gave you the ick. I didn't like that they showed um the funeral with Iroh for his son. Oh yeah, that part was sad as hell. It's not even that. Like again, they and again, this goes more they screwed the, it the lore of the show and the actual real people that acted in it. Um, the original voice actor for Uncle Iroh, he passed away of throat cancer during the middle of season two. And oh, dang. The episode where they revealed what happened to his son was the last episode he recorded voice acting for. He, he literally Holy was cow. on his deathbed recording for this. And, and he recorded a song. And you, you can look it up online. It's called Leaves from a Vine. And it, it, they use that. Oh, yeah, you sent that it. to us. Yeah, and they use that tone in the background uh, during the, that scene. And I was like, oh, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't put Mako's stuff out there like that. That's not okay. And I was like, if you're going to do this, you need to do it right. Again, they didn't ever tell us. That, again, that's that whole show don't tell kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't ever tell us what happened, why he left Bossing Say until sometime in season two. What so where what is bossing say? It keeps coming up. Where is capital that the of the Earth Kingdom? It's the capital yep. of the Earth Kingdom. Because I was oh, tripping. Okay. Whenever they got to Omashu, I thought Omashu was bossing say, and I was like <laughs> telling Darby, I was these, like, these I was like they're fuck, I was like they're fucking renaming the city. Like what the hell, <laughs> bossing say? <laughs> so I had her Google it, and she said, no, that's something else. But for a while, for like five minutes, I was pissed. I was like, why are they renaming Omashu? Because from what I can remember, like, I just think Earth King, I was like, Bossing Say, like, obviously. So is the, is Bossing Say, like, the Earthbenders, are they, like, the real, the biggest threat to the Firebenders, or is it the, the Waterbenders? I would say it's the Earthbenders, just because of the amount of, the number of them that there are. Because if you look at, like, a map, because you could probably find it online, they have maps of, of the world of Avatar, um, pre and post war and all that stuff. Um, and the Earth Kingdom is massive. It's huge. The amount of territory that it is, is startling how large it is. And because of that, like, moving across it and controlling it from, like, a military standpoint is really complicated. Not to mention we have mystical powers of, you know, moving Earth. And yeah. you're so, dealing with a group that now can move the very land you're so on. If you're, <laughs> That's the thing about the so Earthbenders. They, there's no short supply of what they need. <laughs> so if it, just theoretically, if you're an Earthbender and you, you get your hands on like a giant gourd and you fill that thing with sand, can you, can you just control that shit just like Gara? <laughs> um, there are actually, so there are a lot of, uh, so Lightningbenders is a subtype of firebending. There are a lot of subtypes for benders, and sand bending is a subtype of bender. Okay, so not, so not all, all earth benders correct, can do not that. Not all can do it, but there are a subtype of people who live in the desert and they can sand bend because that's what they had to be able to learn how to do. 
when they had earthbenders born in a desert. It's like, yeah, you got to learn how to bend what you got. Dude, some sand. You could really F some people up with that. It's almost yeah, better that's... in some ways because you can just combine that shit and make it hard as, make it hard as a rock anyways. <laughs> or get, it, yeah, just get well... that shit in people's eyes. <laughs> and yeah. it's, more like, it's more like water or air at that point when you're bending it because it can be fluid. It can, it can absorb impact like water does. And it can, and like you said, it can get into their eyes. You can make it essentially like air. So it's just floating in the air and just hitting people like that. So it definitely has its, its utility. And so that's kind of the thing is there's, there's a bunch of different subsets. Uh, and some of them you'll learn about through watching the animation for uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. If you end up enjoying that and then watching Korra, you'll learn about even more subsets of, of benders that show up. And they're really all kind of cool. <laughs> A lot of the subsets of benders have really interesting power sets that don't show up any other place on any other spending spectrum. Hmm. All right, I got two more thoughts, or like two more questions for you guys, and we can wrap this episode up. Uh, so first I'll ask, in this live action that Netflix made, was there any filler? Was there anything that they showed us on screen where either of you were like, what the fuck, that didn't happen? The funeral scene with Iroh. Okay. That wasn't something they ever showed in... The yeah, they really... They absolutely tried to... Which they didn't need to. Like, it just happens over time. Like, you kind of get the point of that Zuko and Iroh are bonded. Like, they have, like, a special bond. But in the show, yeah, it's like, things like that they added. They kept showing, like, backstory to these two to, like, let us know, like, hey, this is, like, father and son, which... Yeah, I mean, it made for a good moment. Like I can see why you the Lu Ten moment was pretty sad, but when yeah. they were doing it, I was like, "It's too soon." Or so I was when, kind of so when I get it, like waving it. I also know these. I know the characters too, so it's not really fair for me to be like they didn't need that because, like, obviously you enjoyed that scene, and it probably did give you like a stronger attachment and better understanding of their relationship. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. So whenever Aang gets to. Omashu, all that shit with the the guy building the blimps and Jet and the betrayal and Boomy give, making him go through trials, all that shit actually happens in the animation? Not exactly. Yes yeah, the everything that happens in the show happens, but not necessarily at the same time or in that order. Like, So in the anime, like Jet's ass ain't in Omashu, but he is in the show. Nope. And, he is with the, and he is with the band of some motherfuckers. But... Yeah, and then the wheelchair, gotcha. the wheelchair dude exists as well. Also, but they weren't anywhere near Omashu yeah, in the show. Also, a different place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. They just kind of threw gotcha. all those people in there and just like completed three stories into one. They blendered the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> all right. So between water bending, fire bending, air bending, and earth bending. Not bending would you like to be? What what bending do you guys think you are or or would be? Jesse, we'll start with you. You don't get to pick you don't get to pick your bending. It's just the if you what like close your I eyes and you be? imagine what your what your spirit bending already is right now, what what do you think it is and why? Probably I can make an argument for either um earth or water. Okay. Um, Which one do you be- feel more more pulled toward? Honestly, I think I would go water, 
just because of how go with the flow I really have been most of my life. And that's kind of the main attribute of waterbenders is that they are a lot. A lot of them are very, you know, hey, we do what we have to do when we have to do it. We don't like we're not like seeking out attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So not I would a bad say one. That's worm. Okay. Okay. Brennan, what about you? What bending do you think that you are as of right now? I mean, probably air, but like my chosen. My chosen bending, or what I like to like, I like to imagine would be fire, but probably air. Just like more of like the highly skilled, like finesse style of it. You know, like there's more. It's they're yeah. more. They're more kind of like they're tacticians in a way. Their whole like fighting style, but I'm not very monkish either. So that's that's why I don't know. But I'd specifically be air. The only one I can say for sure I probably wouldn't be is earth because that's like you know big strong movements like i imagine like slamming your feet on the ground just like brute force type people so i can stay without a doubt i wouldn't be an earthbender and that's what's funny <laughs> is i it's like if i had to choose a bending i would probably choose earthbending because of the versatility that you get it get with it um the the subsets of earthbending are probably the most varied of all of the different bending styles yeah i wonder if yeah, like in move, today's world metals and if water would be not so bad to have because like if someone breaks in your house like i guess you could technically pull it from the pipes I, that'd be expensive well, though that'd be expensive there's also uh the one <laughs> you can pull your blood uh, have you seen anyone who can who can bend blood only in jjk <laughs> blood manipulators <laughs> but yeah, well, that's well. The, Oh, is that a thing? It might be. That, that'd be legit. It might be that'd a be subset. Legit. I mean, it makes sense. Shit, I'll take the silence as I might be onto something. <laughs> uh, look at like, but again, like you, uh, you were saying like metal bending. That's not yeah. a thing. Did you not see the 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 thing at the end where Boomy had metal shoes on? No, that, pre- that prevents earth bending. Yeah, what they do is they. Oh. It actually should have been in the anime, but it's in the early episodes of Avatar. They like when they imprison the earthbenders, they put them in like prisons of iron because they can't bend mm-hmm. shit. There's not enough earth and iron for them to bend. It's too refined. That's why. That's why you gotta stay bricked up, baby. <laughs> you can only. You can always, always go to the old brick. And start bending it. <laughs> i mean yeah it's like for sure air and fire are like the most in this world especially just because like you can pull fire out anywhere and you can pull air out anywhere it's like it sucked earth almost but you know what i mean like you can get put into prison at least like when you're an air or, or firebender oh, they're gonna have to tie up your feet and hands to stop your ass and if you can so do you fire can, breath then you never stop you could theoretically you could theoretically crap your pants because that's like compost you know and then you can use that not enough for earth. what to bend earth <laughs> for earth bending, yeah. Not Probably not. Earth. I mean, you could shove some rocks up your ass and keister them for a time of need. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! What are you doing, earth bending? I do feel like if I, like my bending right now, I would I I'm positive I'd be an earth bender. I I just I just feel that way, just because like the. I don't know. My I just like trees and moving dirt around. I freaking was digging a bunch today. You gotta learn from the badger moles, kid. You gotta watch the badger moles. They'll teach you what you need to know. 
<laughs> yeah, those, those freaking badger moles are effing huge. That is accurate to the show. Like, legitimately, those that things was cool. are fucking huge. Yeah. That w- and I like I liked that backstory, too, the lore of how the Earthbenders came to get their power. That was legit, too. And that's annoying is, because that was out of order. Yeah, that's like... I don't even... Yeah, the Omashu, they find that out later on from a different character, like that kind of backstory. Well, and the secret tunnel thing. Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Yeah, that was tunnel. a weird part, the people singing. <laughs> that's, that's literally they okay i don't know if you guys know this but they did a um uh a, an orchestra uh rendition of all the avatar music because it's all very melodic and like orchestral and so they did an actual full-blown concert and they had the guys from from the original anime who did the secret tunnel thing recorded again <laughs> Oh my god! And they played that at the end of the show just to fuck with everybody. (laughs) So you got all these Avatar fans in the audience going "Secret Tunnel," screaming it at the top of their lungs, and literally you could you could hear them singing over the rest of like the uh the orchestra and stuff. It's all over TikTok, and oh my god, it's so fucking funny. Oh, that is that is funny. Funny. Well, what other what other like closing thoughts do you guys have about this live action that that you think need to be said before we we wrap this episode up? If they make adjustments, season two could be straight like fire. Like it could just be. Um, I, I don't know if you guys remember. Like I'm trying to think of a show that did this recently. Where the first season was just kind of mid, but the second season was just like they got their shit together. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of what it was. It, there was something I thought about recently. Was it an anime really or happens. a regular show? I want to see it was live action. Hmm. It, but I can't think of it. And but yeah, there it was wasn't one like it, that. It was not The Witcher. I know that much. No, that's the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there was that. That's what I'm like. I, I feel like I really do feel, and I'm and I'm. I was trying to come in today. I was my original plan after watching those first few episodes was coming today and just shit all over this and make sure nobody watched it. And after getting through the first season, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. It has potential. By comparison, and it has it does have good potential. And I walked out of it going, okay, not only am I coming back for season two, I have hope. Uh, mm-hmm. I, there was there was a quote somebody had taken from Iro. And they had turned it into a thing on um, TikTok where they were like, you know, forgiving, uh, you know, we, we've been hurt before, but forgiveness is not another person's second chance to hurt you. It is the ability for you to move past the hurt in your past. And profound. And, and legitimately, that's how I kind of had to start after those first few episodes. I had to remind myself, hey. You know, this was M Knight's version was shit. Nobody ever argues that. It's shit. Yep. They they tried really hard here. I feel like if they went and got the creators and got them to help and pulled like an Oda with one piece where they let them have Well they tried. They fucking dipped, right, Brennan? Yeah, but it's probably because Nickelodeon, you know, Whenever they wrote the show, they owned the rights. Whereas Oda, like he's still currently writing One Piece, so he has the power to be like, "You ain't fucking doing this without me." Like it wasn't like the Correct. creators. Were, it wasn't like the creators were like, "You know, I'll just do it without us." Like 
they literally could stay and let it happen that way and not get final say, but they obviously didn't want their name attached to the shit at all. You know Which what I mean? I was like, and I feel like that was very telling of like early parts of this. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I really hope that that's a thing that, hey, they haven't started filming second season yet. If they come back with it, I really hope they bring Michael and I think, I think the other guy's name's Andrew. I really hope they, br- oh no, it's Brian, Michael and Brian. Brian, I hope they bring them back and they and they're like, hey, we want to let you guys have final say on this because we want to get it right. We want to 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 earn this kind of like prestige remake yeah. status because That'd again, be the this best is best thing they could do. And it's one of those things they could very easily do. And the actors, like I'm on board with them. Like most of them want me over, and they're so they're only going to get better. Like they're going to be with the character mm-hmm. longer. They're gonna only their performances are going to continue to get better so the material they're given and the situations they go through need to be refined and like bringing back the original writers could or maybe the writers on the show will uh listen to some of the complaints that people have and maybe try to get more in line with something like that or maybe they'll get a budget for 10 episodes instead of eight like i don't know but it's got all the workings there um if they do everything they did the same, if they do everything the exact same they did this season, and they do that all the way through, you know they're gonna have a mediocre show that people are gonna watch when it's out, and then it'll be forgotten. But yeah, they have they could make this something that lasts and that people go back and watch. So they're kind of in this weird balance. And also, season two is gonna be if they I don't think they've even gotten greenlit, but Mm-mm. it would be I imagine it will. And if they do, it's kind of gonna be the. Are you even going to be, it has to be really good or it's going to fall to the chance of not even be able to finish the series because you didn't get enough people to return for season two. So it is like kind of a big deal. If they do get green lit for season two, like this shit has to hit, it has to do better. More people have to come back for it to get a season three and four. So it is, I feel like there's a lot riding on it. Comic stuff and like have like, cause the original series is, you know, three seasons water uh earth and fire for the books they could very easily do book air from the comics and and have a season four have a season five even very easily and then they could just season they could just sequel it into legend of korra and making that a live action and that would be really good too and again it's that thing of like they have this potential right here to create this thing for netflix that much like the one piece live action it could be around for a long, long time. They yeah, just they, need to make the adjustments. They need to move quick, too, because it's going to be weird. And it's just the whole Netflix thing. It kind of sucks. Like, they won't green light any season two. Well, besides that Michael Bay movie that I can't think of that came out. They had, like, two movies because they greenlit two instead of just one. But Netflix won't give a season two to fucking anything till they get the numbers back. And they're like, okay, it's going to make money. So it's like they did it for they, that '90s show. Yeah, did they? Mm-hmm. They they greenlit that before the end of the first season. Budget must have been pretty low, but I don't think they've even confirmed <laughs> season two. So here's the thing: like, you go through this, and then it's like, okay, well, let's wait to see what the numbers. Like, they've been done, been wrapped filming for probably months while it's in post production. So, and then it's gonna wait for all this data to come back, and then it's like, okay, season two, you're gonna have to start planning, get the cast back together. You're going to film season two and then season three. So, but at that rate, 
Like the actor playing Yang is fourteen now. My guy's gonna be twenty. He's gonna be sixteen. Yeah. He's gonna be fucking twenty by the time they finish it. And it's just then it's gonna make no fucking sense. You know what I mean? Like Which I mean, that uh, would work for like book air, but yeah, that won't work for any of the original animation stuff. This shit all happens pretty like within like under within two year. years. Yeah. Cause he's got a time limit on before he needs to stop uh Ozai or in the Fire Nation, but which we saw kind of like with Chosen's Comet. It's like when they mm-hmm. agree, when they started Harry Potter, they knew like, hey, we're filming these bitches back to back to back. Like this show, kind of maybe like a short break, but with all this time in between, like, shit, my dude might be like twenty five. <laughs> and surely four. Netflix is aware of that. They got to keep the cast believable because with Stranger Things, they don't things, care. It's kind of the same thing that happened. Like these kids aren't fucking kids anymore. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this dude's in seventh grade. He's got a full yeah, beard. Bullshit. I'm in seventh These grade. What are you talking grade. about? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in totally in seventh grade. That's a hundred percent what I am. Yeah. So it's. I like, think that Netflix has to be aware of that. They're not. They don't care. They want the numbers. It's a business. But I'm saying, if season two does go well, I think they need to commit to doing three and four back to back. See, I would say the other way around. I would say that if season one is is enough, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, we think that we should bring it to season two, they just need to film season two and season three. Two, back-to-back. three. Yeah, mm-hmm. because then they could take their time in post production, and um, and again make it look like this one looked where it looked really good, and they can make them set a year apart so that time, uh, I, you know, they don't have to release it in the schedule. Don't have to be crazy for those VFX artists. But then when they come but they'll back have the material. Four, correct, and then they'll have the material, and then when they fil- come back to film season four, it will make a little more sense that they're a little older because it's been you know a, a few years since the end of the series. And, you know, they are a little bit older and it makes a little more sense. And that would work. Well, I guess they don't even need need to do some back to back season four. I've been saying four because I've been thinking the books, but like to do the actual animation, it's just three books. So, I mean, I guess it would technically only be two and three, like you were saying. Like, so I guess they really, yeah, they should just decide right now if they want to finish the bitch or not. Yeah, and then and then they can and then if they decide that hey, after seasons two and three, or even while season two comes out, they're like, oh yeah, people really uh, attuned with this. It, it it got its feet under it, and we're loving it. Then they can greenlight season four at that point, and but they can still wait until season three starts running before they even start filming season four because then it would make sense for like you know hey, these characters are older now they actually look older, and we don't have yeah. to get new actors to play these characters. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta shave Aang's beard and his back now, not just his head. <laughs> They're gonna have to do that eventually, anyways. I know. Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys watched the Nickelodeon because it definitely provided a, an entirely different interpretation on this live action. Because I still stand with, like, I loved this live action. I I really had no complaints about it, other than the actress who played Katara. She was the only one. In this ensemble, excluding the grandma, who I felt like didn't have, didn't have the acting clout that everyone else had. Like she was just very, and it could have been that she was coached to be that way, but I just think that she lacked the chemistry that everybody else had. That's really what it comes down to. Everything else, like the effects, the settings, they're all believable. And just in general, the story, this world that they've built. If they didn't have to follow a script, man, this could have been like a, a Game of Thrones type thing. Like you throw some politics into this shit. Take well, your, then they should have just not time. even done. It's like if you want to do that, just like don't even call it the Avatar. Just make a show where 
people can bend elements in one person. Yeah. You know, like or say, hell, hey, go the other direction and be like, hey, we're gonna use an avatar from yeah, a thousand way, way years ago. Past. Yeah, yeah exactly. Make it more dark and gritty. Like make him like a twenty-nine-year-old, forty-year-old, whatever avatar. That him or her. I would have respected then, that too. That would have been yeah. yeah that would have been watched. fun. That would have been sick. <laughs> they could have been beheading Netflix people. Netflix should and hire stuff. us. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, we got a lot of good ideas. You just got to give us a chance. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else to say? No, that's really it. I don't want to, I mean, I'm sure some people will probably listen to it and think we're haters because, but it's just kind of one of those things where, and I don't think it's been getting like the best reviews from people who watch the show because Avatar is one of those things that's, you know, it's held near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Like uh, probably a lot of people's like first animation they watch or for some people who never like cross over an anime, they're only like animation style project they've watched that's like kind of action based like this so i think that's why it didn't win over a ton of the fans but i think most of them probably thought it was decent and then like you jordan like if you were just some dude that was like what's this show it's number one (laughs) and watched it yeah you're probably like that's pretty good (laughs) what is this thing (laughs) no background on this you definitely walk into this and go this looks really good this is really good yeah now, in, in, and I feel like I, I seeing all the reviews I did see on net, on um, TikTok and shit, people were being really unfair to the show. Like, don't believe everything you hear out there because those guys that were reviewing this and were being like, oh, this is just the worst thing I've ever seen. Da, 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 I'm like, you did not watch the M. Night Shyamalan version. <laughs> yeah, it's much worse, friend. It's much worse. Much worse. They can't even pronounce the character's name right. Motherfucker. Yeah. It 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 was so much better than that that like yeah, you're you can't even compare the two. But well, that's a you two. have to, that way you can at least say that this one was good when you compare it to that. It was it was beyond good. Oh, significantly. It was a work of art by comparison with that. The thing is on the M Night Shemelon, it's like yeah, the movie sucked, but like part for part, like some of the actors <laughs> may have done a better job. But we'll leave it at that. that the podcast I'll, is getting long. I, with. The individual, <laughs> the individual acting wasn't that bad. I thought not for all the cast. Kind of like this one, where they're hit and miss. I feel like it was like Dev Patel. I thought he did a decent Zuko in the live action, um, specifically. But it kind of suffered from the but same. The guy thing. who played Sokka just wasn't funny in the M Night Shyamalan. Well, he's a vampire. Like, what did you want? I know, that's why. <laughs> what did you want his ass to do? Jasper. <laughs> it's fucking Jasper is playing. playing he played Sokka. a much more convincing Jasper than he did a Sokka. I feel like he yeah, played. He, he almost played him the same, is why it was weird. He's like, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to play this as Jasper. <laughs> it worked for me last time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm known for. I should definitely keep that up, right? That definitely makes sense. Shit. All right, well. Jesse, thanks for joining us on this episode, man. We appreciate all the input. Yeah, man, anytime. All right, well, I'm Jordo. Brennan. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out. Peace out.